right, everyone. Welcome to Across the Bar. Today's special guest is my good friend and brother, Trevor. What's up, dude? What's up, man? And you've been working all day or what? Oh, yeah. Well, trying. Yeah? You look like you just got out of the trenches. You're, like, fucking, like, covered in mud and everything else. What do you do, bud? What's what's work for you? Oh, we do fiber optics, so we do underground drilling. So yeah. anything that's underground, we do. Hell, yeah. You might uh, just straighten that mic up. Or, like, yeah, there you go. Just get a little closer to you. There you go. Perfect. Well, so uh, what's what's that entail? Do you have to do, like, traveling for it, or is it pretty labor-intensive? Oh, yeah, we travel sometimes, but uh, I used to work for Maztec, and we were on the road all the time. Yeah. But I got three kids now and a wife, so I stay home. <laughs> that makes it a lot easier, huh? Yeah, yeah, it does. So whenever you're, like, working for what, Maztec, is that what you said? Yep. Was that the same as drilling and things like that? or? Yeah, it's the same. We were working up, like, South or North Dakota and... Okay. minnesota wisconsin area so yeah did you have to get like your cdl for all that yep i got my cdl and they say it makes the big bucks but it don't oh really yeah what dude yeah. i figured that like yeah pay like at least like what like ten dollars more or something crazy yeah usually you get a couple dollars more for your cdl but yeah i came back here took a pay cut but boss is awesome and i'm home every night so yeah yeah sometimes you know your your quality of life is a lot more better than you know, making a few more dollars an hour. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially when you got kids. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of kids, so you said what? You got two, right? I got, Obviously. I got three. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I forgot. You got the baby. Yep. yep <laughs> yeah. He just turned seven months old yesterday. Oh, so. Yeah, that's awesome. How's that being like a dad? Did you ever imagine that? Um, Not really. When I was younger, I didn't really think I would want any kids, and then they just kind of started popping out. <laughs> I wonder how that happens. Hmm. I, I got to figure it out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. She's fixed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so being a father, what what are some of the, the things like, because when's, when's, how old were you when you had your first, when you had your daughter? Uh, I think I was 19 or 20. Yeah. So what was the kind of like the learning curve of being a new dad? Oh, there's a lot to it. <laughs> yeah. Especially uh, when they're a lot younger. It's fun now, but back then it was a little rough and stressful, especially just starting out after high school and. Oh, yeah. Well, hell, you're a kid raising a kid, yeah. you know? Yep. Jeez, I couldn't even imagine. What, like, I guess, what was the scariest thing, one scary thing about it? Uh, especially when they're learning how to eat, all the choking. and Oh, yeah. Every time they're coughing, I think they're choking. My wife says I freak out, but. I wonder where you learned that from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freaking, that's hilarious. That Well, it's not hilarious, but it's funny how you pick up traits, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my, uh, my kids are just like us, too, so. <laughs> they're rowdy as yep. hell, yeah, man. Yeah, they are. They <laughs> I mean, like fighting derby cars, anything. Oh, yeah. What, what's that thing that you do? Like, because you do what? Oh, my gosh. I swear these dogs. Sorry, people. Um, so you've done a little bit of everything. You've done bull riding, MMA fighting, friggin' you're a, like first place winning consistently, it seems like, in derby. Yeah, last year was my best year yet. Uh, I derby three times, and I won twice, and I got second once. Uh, last year so i brought home money every time i went out yeah that ain't bad yeah it's a lot easier when you're winning money yeah oh yeah <laughs> it, it makes it a little uh easier to tell the wife that spending it you at least make a little bit more right yeah i just go buy another derby car then oh well dude oh <laughs> didn't you check out the lincoln out in the yard <laughs> yeah you get that full-size car i've been wanting to yeah is that a quite a bit of change to go because what are you in right now what class do you normally run um i'm usually running a stock compact yeah so i just uh last year two years i went to mid-size so i got a little bit of bigger cars i can change my bumpers and tires and yeah. do a little bit more too and that's i've moved up and it's it's working out for me yeah that ain't a bad deal dude what got you what made you get into derbying um i have a buddy sammy uh more he was derbying i went and watched it one time and i was hooked after that i was like all right i gotta do it you just what, just another thing for you to do? Were you still doing bull riding whenever you initially got into do, doing, like, derby racing or no, whatever they call it? I was done with the bull riding. I was still fighting at the time. Okay. And then kind of just switched over to the derby end. And then uh, when I was working on the road with Maztec, it kind of got hard to train. Mm. I was never home. And then I was just taking fights and started losing. That was no fun. Is it just because you're constantly working and, like, barely, yeah, got around or whatever to doing it or yeah so when i was working over the road i would leave sunday and mm. i wouldn't get home till like two o'clock in the morning on saturday morning mm. so i was never really home and 
Saturday I'd go fight her. My wife get mad because I was never home. Then when I was home, I was still wasn't home. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that makes sense. So, w- were you doing the bull riding whenever you're younger? Then, like, when did you initially get into that? Um, see, I was 18, and I went down to Kansas. Kansas, well, it was almost on the Oklahoma border, and uh, I went to a bull riding school, and that's kind of what fell in love with. Yeah. Once I started there, and then uh, throughout high school, kind of backed away from it, and then. Got a little older and thought I had a little money, so I started riding bulls again. Yeah. Found out quickly I didn't have as much money as I thought. Oh, no. <laughs> it takes money to ride bulls? Oh, yeah. It's $80 entry fee, so. No joke. Yep. I just thought it was like, hey, if you think you got it, jump on, buddy. No, no, it's $80, and uh, so if I go ro- or ride Friday night and Saturday, there's 160 bucks, not counting the gas, <laughs> the food, and everything. Oh, yeah. When you're not winning no money, it you go broke quick. Oh, I bet. Yeah, you might uh, just like make sure you're staying good up on there. Yeah, sorry to keep on. Yeah, I, I don't not. I don't mean it in a bad way. No, you're it's good. just yeah, it's audio wise. But so like, did you did you feel that some of these things like you know being a bull rider or like doing MMA and then also being a dad did they have like a conflict? Did you see anything that where like I might need to train something up or like I might not be you know in the best condition for my kids? Um, no, not really be honest with you i didn't think i was gonna live this long anyways so (laughs) (laughs) i believe that wholeheartedly dude (laughs) so i was i was living for the moment yeah not for the future and uh definitely getting older and i'm feeling it a lot more now oh you wouldn't say huh? yeah yeah i get up in the morning it's at least five different pops getting out of bed yeah oh my gosh well whenever you're doing i guess we can go back to your derby thing i kind of jumped around a little bit there but like um just to hit back on the MMA real fast since we're kind of on it. You were you went like undefeated for a while, didn't you? Uh, I got on a good streak. Uh, I won the belt, and then I uh, defended a couple times, and then I lost it. Yeah. And then uh, the guy went pro, so the belt was back up for grabs, and I got it again, and then I never lost it. I just kind of quit fighting. <laughs> Retired. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what they say, whenever you're on top of the hill, sometimes that's a good time just to stay up there and look down. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not and bad. Deal. Ended it on a good streak, I guess. Yeah, that ain't too bad. But that's more than what I could say. I always fantasize about getting in there, but, dude, I knew I'd get rocked and sock. Yeah. Like, someone smacked me in the mouth, and I'm like, you know what? I don't think I want to do this anymore. Well, <laughs> you, you know, know what I looked like out of high school? I was uh, real tiny, and uh, I couldn't even make 125. I was putting weights in my pocket and water bottles just to even make weight. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They didn't call you out on that? No. Back then, uh, the state didn't take over yet, so it was oh. just the promoters. Yeah. But now the state take no- taking over, yeah. they watch everything real close. Yeah. Do you still have anybody that you are close with that still fights in that, like, in your camp that you're going to or your, like, facility that you trained at? Um. Oh, the old coach out of Bethany, Richard, he's like 50, you know. He's only like 30, in his 30s, but we always call him Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he he still fights. But other than that, I kind of just stepped away from it for good. And just... Yeah, I just didn't know if you like, kept up with anybody and seen any progress that your friends and people made or anything like that. Mm, not really. I, uh, I miss it too much, so I just try to stay mm. away from it. Hey, that's understandable, dude. What was your, like, fighting, was there, like, um, what kind of art did you do? Or, like, was it, like, just, a, like, boxing, or was it more of a... It was a freestyle, but I was more, like, jiu-jitsu. Okay. I was a little guy, so I had to use uh, my ground. Yeah, some techniques a little bit on these guys. Yeah, yeah, I had to, and I'd always go up, wait, just fight whoever. Yeah, that seems like you were just, like, a moment's notice, like, sure, whatever, I'll be there. Yeah, I'm still getting messages today, like, this, oh, last week or two weeks ago, I got a message to go pro. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, man, I haven't fought in a long time, so I'm good. <laughs> They'd be like pulling Rocky out of retirement. <laughs> right. Jeez, dude, that'd be interesting. I just hurt to get in the cage. Oh, well. <laughs> Not even getting in the fight, just getting in the cage, it hurts. I bet. Well, speaking of cages, which cage is worse to be in? Your derby car cage or, like, the actual, like, MMA cage? Like, what do you get roughed up most in? Um, you, I'd probably say MMA, but there are some times that, you get rocked pretty good That's, in a derby car. Yeah, man. I've seen like people just going ham out there, especially whenever, like, I, I think it might have been a Bethany or uh, outside where that drag strip was. That Dude, I think i seen you just going, like, wide open throttle into people. I was like, dude, that's like, like I wouldn't, I'd have whiplash. There's no way. I keep telling myself when I started, I get out on the track, I'm like, just stay calm, kind of float around for a while. But then I get hit, and then it's like, all right, to the, to the floor it goes. Yeah. Whoever's in my way. 
Oh yeah, dude. It's fun watching you. Yeah. Cause like you never know. Yeah. Like, you'll see you bobbing around. I'm like, what's he doing? Why is he just kind of like chilling? The next thing you know, I like, it's like you pinpointed somebody and you're like, okay, that's it. And I just see you like annihilate the hell out of them, man. It's a, it's really a strategy game. I mean, you got to hit right. I mean, with your car, you want to hit square. If you hit out a corner, you could blow a tire or anything. But mm. uh, if you're going to hit someone else, you kind of want to aim for a tire. Oh, is that the okay? Because I always thought like maybe like try to tag the radiator or like you know something like that. I didn't know necessarily how what the the target areas are. So if you're just wearing in the stock compact where you got a stock bumper, you just want to use your back end to the front. Mm-hmm. But when you get like the mid size, you can change your bumpers out. Some of those bumpers don't move no matter how hard you hit them. Oh no, joke. Yeah, dang, dude. So that's it'll, crazy. It'll do more damage. So I just usually try to get square on people and yeah. Can you go, like, can, is there illegal hits or whatever? Like, can you not, like, hit them in the driver's door or anything like that? Or Yeah, driver's door is a no-go. Okay. It does happen a lot. Right. Um, so. I was up in Iowa, and I actually got a hole through my door. Uh, no shit. Yeah, I got a hole through my door because I got hit. Oh. I didn't call it, but. Dude, I would have pooed a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it was a fun time. Yeah, that's so, but. Well, like what happens then? Do they do, do you get points docked, or do they black flag you and tell you to get off? Or usually they give you one warning, and then the second time they'll go out and break your stick. Oh really? Yep. Oh, do they like just pause everybody then? Yep. They'll oh. throw red flags out and they'll pause it and they'll run out there and break your stick. Oh dude, how many times have you seen that? Uh, about every derby. Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Jeez. See, I I never understood why. Like, so I just thought it was like a safety thing, and they're like, "Oh, you're dragging too many parts," or like whatever. So they went out and did that. I didn't know it was due to violations. Nope. Uh, you could pretty much drag whatever, as long as you're not leaking gas. Well, huh. But I mean, I've seen a lot of people get rolled over, and then if they condemned it safe, they'll let you get back in and go again. Oh, really? They'll yep. just like roll your car back over? Yep. No joke. Uh, up in Iowa a few years ago, I actually rolled a car over, and I was sitting on top of him. It was pretty cool. What? I looked out my window, and I was like, oh, that is tires right there. Dude, how did that feel being up there, like upside down? Like, Did you like, get like a head rush or anything? I like, wasn't upside down. I was actually just parked on top. The guy was upside down. Oh, okay. I, so I got hard, you. I rolled him and parked on top of him. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it was a, it was a good time. Yeah. A little cavalier. <laughs> <laughs> Giving her all she had, huh? Oh, yeah, every time. And so with, uh, I know, like, whenever I watched you, I guess, that one time at the drag strip or whatever. Well, I seen you, like, twice, I guess. But that one time, you had those little derby cars for your kids. Oh, yeah, they love it. What is, what's, uh, is that just, like, something that's fun that you came up with? Or is that, like, a normal derby thing that they do? That's a normal derby thing. Uh, it's getting more and more popular. Yeah. So, just change the batteries out. I mean, you don't have to, but I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what do you put, like, a 12-volt in there, 24 or something Yeah, like I'll that? just get a lot more battery and hook it up. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. How about that thing scoots? Oh, yeah. My daughter last year, she, uh, she got first at the fair. Yeah. So, she got a trophy bigger than she was. Yeah, I believe it, man. Have you ever really got in one of those after you souped it up with the battery? Oh, yeah. Does it scoot? Yeah. Yeah. It, it hauled me and two kids up a hill. Oh, hell. <laughs> That's awesome. What's the longevity on those? Like, the little electronic motors, does it burn them up? Yeah. Yeah, they, they don't last very long. Yeah, that's what I... Have you ever seen that... Um, this guy made, like, a electric... He had, like, one of those electric cars or whatever, but he, like, amped it up, and his daughter was, like, drifting and stuff yeah. with it? Dude, that's that's what you need to get the kids in. That's awesome, dude. I don't know if my kids need that. Yeah, that's true. They'd be going into everything. Like, Check this out, daddy. Woo. Yeah, they'll be chasing us. No, oh, my kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. Freaking, I can't even fathom being, like, a dad. Isn't that scary, though? Like, letting your kids do that derby in? And, like, well, I guess, granted, they're not going very fast. Yeah. But I don't know. Does, do you become a nervous wreck or are you just, like, they got their, it is what it is? I'm probably more excited than they are when, they are, when they're out there. Yeah. Well, I guess you're kind of like crazy as a child. I <laughs> yeah. Mean, didn't you like roll a four wheeler or something like that one time? Yeah, I rolled a four wheeler on top of my head and got my first concussion. That was uh, that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to tell that story? Well, we were out at uh, Jesse's place and we were all riding four wheelers and. I mean, I like to tell you, but I'm just telling you what I heard. I don't remember any of it. Oh, no joke? Yeah, I don't rem- remember any of it. Oh, I guess since the concussion, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know we were racing, and I climbed another four-wheeler's tire and rolled it. Mm. It was me, Corbin, and my little brother on one four-wheeler. Yeah. And uh, luckily, they didn't get hurt, but the four-wheeler landed on my head. 
Jeez. Puked all over my mom's van. I was like 13 at the time. Yeah. I, had, I stole my dad's chew, had it busted all over my pocket. Oh, no. Did Thought, he find out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> What'd he do? Uh, well, I, they, they waited a few days till I was better, and then I kind of got in trouble. But Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. I got the old dad speech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I can imagine. Dude, wasn't there another time you were, like, trying to show Haley how to parallel park and, like, she ran you over or something like that? So, yeah, we uh, I put up a couple trash cans, and I was standing on the top of them, and I was trying to, like, teach her how to guide her in, and she just floored it and hit the trash cans, knocked me off, hit the car. She about killed me a lot of times growing up. Did you get concu like, a concussion from that one, too, or did no, you just get ran over? I just got ran over. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my gosh, dude, that's hilarious. Yeah, one time she, uh, we were, I was taking her home and, uh, it was an icy road. She mm -hmm. just reached over and yanked the steering wheel and about crashed us all. We were going around the corner sideways. Why would she do that? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, does anyone? No, no. Oh my gosh. She started freaking out. She's like, I love you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think, yeah, I mean, sometimes people get weird like that. That's funny. Jeez, man. So what um, what is your kind of like your future plans with things? Are you gonna do any more kind of sports stuff, or are you just gonna solely ride out this derby thing? Or are you gonna find some other crazy activity to get involved with? Or uh, probably no, me. I find something. I don't stick to something very long. Yeah, well, you've been doing the derby thing pretty long. Yeah, since 2018. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it has been a while. Yeah, well, yeah, it seems like 2018 is like yesterday, but yeah. if you're looking back at it, you're like, holy shit, you know, that's like, what, five years ago or something? I know, I feel like that's only been like a couple of years ago, though. Yeah, it's crazy how time flies. We're getting old. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> I went to the doctor today, and I was like, just getting like, you know, my yearly checkup or whatever. And I was kind of going over some of the stuff, and I was like, dude, I don't know what it is. And he's like, you want to know what it is? I was like, yeah, tell me. He's like, you're getting old. <laughs> he's like, welcome to 30. I'm like, dude, shut up. I'm like, I will pull your doctorate right now. Man. Yeah, I don't, uh, every morning reminds me I'm getting old. My bones snapping and popping. And oh, yeah, dude. Well, especially having the, you know, the reckless youth that you had, you know, I don't, I'm surprised that you even walk half the time. Yeah, I wouldn't change any of that for anything. I, uh, when I'm 80, if I make it that long, but uh, I'd be like, well, I did this and I got the video proof to show it. And I, well, I wish I'd done that when I was younger. Yeah. So. That's what, the cool thing about you is you actually do do a lot of things. A lot of people look back and they have regrets about it. You know, they're like, man, if I could have done this or I should have done that or whatever. But I guess you're crazy enough to be like, I've done it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather, uh, I might not have a lot of money or no money, but I had a lot of fun. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. But yeah. You don't need money for that. Nah. Not every time at least. That's but. why I work 12 hours a day. Yeah, man, you do put in some serious, I'm like, I'll go past you. Some days you're there at this, you know, your, what do you, I guess your shop before I get, you know, I'm like driving through, you already been there, then I'm coming home and your car's still there. I'm like, golly, man. Yeah, we, uh, we start at seven and then it, we don't really have a time to quit. It's just whenever we quit. Oh, no joke. Yeah. Jeez. Kind of just where we're at during the day. I mean, if we hit something hard and drilling's taking a while, uh, I think the longest time I've worked out there, I was probably like a. 18 to 20 hour a day what oh yeah dude the joys of underground you don't know what's underground <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you get paid like after like a certain time do you get like you know um uh like time and a half or anything it's uh anything after 40 okay so like right now i'm sitting at 47 48 hours mm -hmm. so i'll have a 50 something hour a week yeah so. and then they just do time and a half on that or do they double up or yeah just time and a half yeah but And then you said you're like the the foreman of your crew or whatever. Yeah, I'm the foreman of the drill crew. So oh, that's cool. So what's some of your I guess responsibilities of doing that? Um, I'm just make sure everything's running right. If something goes wrong, I'm to blame. <laughs> oh well, I'm, at least I got someone to blame. Yeah, yeah, it's usually me. <laughs> Don't they say shit rolls downhill though? Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of like part of your team crew, right? Yeah, yeah. I usually just take the blame because there's some people there don't want to take the blame, even if they done it. They won't tell you. Oh, yeah, dude. I That stuff makes me sick. I had a guy break a brand new, it was like a Chrysler Pacifica van or whatever, and we were working on it, doing some warranty work or whatever, and um, he was trying to adjust his fender. Anyways, he, for some reason, thought a chisel and a hammer was going to do it. I didn't know. I guess we're 
fucking Fred Flintstone in the Stone Age. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, took that chisel, smacked the windshield, and I was like, looked at him. He looked at me. He's like, I think it'll be all right. I said, dude, that's gonna crack out as soon as they hit the defrost. And sure, shit, it cracked out. My boss came. He was like looking to kill somebody, you know. And um, he came up to, you know, the guy and me, and he said, all right, you know, what happened here? What, you know, and that other guy's like, I don't know, I don't know. And I was like, looked at him, and I was like, I did it, my bad, you know, because, like, they needed somebody. Someone's ass was going to get chewed, you know. Right. And I'm not just going to let them be pissed off and think that we're both liars or whatever. So I just, you know, took the sacrificial lamb kind of thing and let them chew my ass about it Then you know, moved on with the day. Then he came up to me later, and he's like, why'd you do that? I was like, well, because, you know, and then I told him, you know, because they wanted blood. I'm like, and you were, you know, this is a grown man. He's like in his 60s almost, you know, and he was like, couldn't, you know, wouldn't own up to it. I'm like, shit happens, you know, it's okay. Right. Not everybody's perfect. That's uh, the kind of thing I'm going through work right now. We got a guy that he'll tear something up and uh, he won't help fix it. And so I end up getting stuck always fixing it. If uh, you tear something up, just say, hey, I, you know, I, I tore it up. Uh, you want to Can you help me fix it? I wouldn't have a problem. But when you tear something up and just hurry up and leave and then it gets stuck on me. Oh, yeah. And then you're already working all these hours. So the next day you probably need that equipment again, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what do you do then? Like, what's say you have a part hold up or something like that? Well, do you guys have to, like, try to go find one out on the town or do you get it imported real fast? Or what do um, you do? We usually go to Olathe kansas and uh go pick up the part if we need it that day so uh that or we got three drills now so if a drill breaks down we got to back up so how'd you learn how to work or operate this drill is it some kind of schooling or how'd you get involved with this no uh my brother-in-law worked for maztec and i got he broke his back okay so i got hired on through him as a laborer and then uh bought my Second week into it, the guy that was running the drill was going on a two-week vacation. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just got thrown into it. And now uh, I'm a, I'm the locator for the drill, so I actually tell the guy on the drill what to do. And Okay. So do you have, like, a camera or something, or how do you how do you locate where the drill's at and where it's going? So there's a sawn inside the head that's in the ground, and mm-hmm. I have a locating wand. Okay. And then it goes off the signal strength, and then I have to kind of guide it and follow it and so there's like crosshairs on it, so uh, that kind of helps tell you where you're guiding at underneath ground. Mm. So does it move pretty quick, or is it like a slow process? Um, that's usually if I could do like 300 foot in probably a couple hours. Depends on what ground we're in. We're for like mm-hmm. soft black dirt, you just drill right through it. But if you gotta go 20 foot deep and hit some hard clay, like today, we didn't get nothing put out. We probably spent all day on 250 foot. Oh, really? Yeah, we're in some rock right now, so. Do you have to have a special bit, or does it, like, it just get chewed up, and you have to pull it back out, put a new one on? Or? Uh, the bits actually lost, last a long time, but if it's hard, hard rock, they got big rock drills. They got a trichome bit on the end, mm-hmm. and it's got, like, three little wheels that spin and chew through the rock. Huh. I'm thinking of, like, Armageddon right now as they're, like, eating through the asteroid, you know? Yeah. I could just see you and your hillbilly ass out there, like, doing it. Like, come on, boys. <laughs> well, that's pretty much it. Yeah? Really? That's awesome. So. So, like, whenever you're, like, what's one of the craziest things, like, you accidentally, like, got into and you're like, oh, God, like, this is going to be a bad day. Well, I haven't hit no gas, no knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. The amount of water lines I've destroyed, uh, fiber. Is it just hard to pick that stuff up, or how does it happen? Uh, so if you hit, like, a water line, then you have to dig down and figure out where you where it's at. Mm-hmm. And then they, you got to call the water guys. They shut it off, and they fix it. But usually we got to help them. Yeah. And then, like, uh, if we hit a fiber and wrap it up, it's it's a long night. <laughs> Do you have to try to lay the fiber back out for, or whatever? Uh, it just depends. Like, AT&T got their own guys that will fix it. So, mm-hmm. um some companies, they'll let us kind of just put in a new line. Some p- companies want their own people to do it. So, yeah. so how, can you repair fiber optic? Or is it like once it breaks, you got to totally rip out and do it again? No, you could uh, repair it. Okay. So, like, we actually did copper. So, all the windstream work we used to do, mm-hmm. we did all the repairs. So, it got cut. But 10 o'clock at night, you just get home, eat dinner, shower, go to bed. You're getting a phone call like, "Hey, we got emergency cut cable. You're getting back up. You're gonna get the oh, equipment out, dude. You gotta dig it up so that you can fix it. It'd be one or two o'clock in the morning. Time we're done. 
then turn around back at like six o'clock or whatever, ready to yep. go again. Yeah. Unfortunately, I got an hour to drive home, so it's mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, it makes for a long day. Yeah, I leave my house about six, and it's usually about eight o'clock time I get home. And jeez, kind of get home, eat, help put the kids to bed, shower, and go to bed myself. Man, that doesn't leave a whole lot of time for you. No, no, it don't. But do you get weekends off? Yeah, I get weekends off. So unless there's like an emergency or something crazy. Yep. Jeez, man. So is this something that you find yourself going to be doing for you know as long as you can, or are you going to venture off into other things, or what do you think? Well, I got a pretty good boss, so I'll probably stay where I'm at. Yeah? You happy where you're at? Yeah, I get to use the equipment and the trucks. Like, for my derby and stuff, I get to work truck and trailers. So, I mean, he's okay. helped me out a lot. Yeah. Even when I need loans, he, uh, he pay for my habits, like derbying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so. cool, man. That's nice that he's, you know, willing to help you out with that, too, and all that. I mean, some people would just tell you, like, nah, go away, you know, pounce in. Yeah, yeah. it's a... Uh, He's kind of one of my sponsors. I got his name across my car and everything. He's he's definitely helped out a lot. I mean, Derby and everyone looks at Derby and just like, why are you destroying all these cars? But a lot of them's about to go to the junkyard well, anyways. And oh yeah, I could guarantee you, not just one person touched that car just to fix it and to be able to get out there. It's usually three, four people working on it late nights. Mm-hmm. Um, last year at the fair, my brother-in-law decided to, he was going to run at ten o'clock at night. I had a car that I took first in at the shop in Kidder. So we had to get a trailer, get back. It's probably 1 o'clock by the time we got back. Yeah. We started working on the car till about 5.30. Took like an hour and a half nap and got back to working on the cars. Got in there, got checked in, and, uh, well, we were late for check-in as it was, but they gave us extra time, and we got him going. I took first, and he took fourth, but he should have took third. But yeah, in a car that's already been beat up, he went out there and, Gave it all. <laughs> Put her back through the ringer again, huh? Yep. And then I got another Jeez. buddy, Joe. He's a uh, – oh, it's a group effort when you're derbying. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of the brains of their operation, I should say. He's, what? He's uh, one of those – I was like, hey, Joe, I got a problem. And it's like, derby's tomorrow. And he's like, well, we're going to go pick and pull the first thing in the morning. Be ready. He'll be oh, at man. my house. Like, all right, we're going to pick and pull. <laughs> so – what is it just like anything like let's say like you have like a relay or some kind of wiring issue or something like that or uh joe's pretty good like he can on motors about about mm. anything really so yeah. uh i had a problem with my car at the fair last year it was like sputtering out and wouldn't run right unless he had pretty much stepped on the gas the whole time and he's like oh you cut too many things off i'm like okay so like the next day we hurried up went to pick and pull and got it uh got the part and got it back on it ran just fine and then mm. I, uh, about a week before Carney's Derby, I decided I was going to run again since I won the fair. Mm-hmm. I bought this car that was pre-ready, I should say, kind of, but it wasn't. But uh, his brains kind of started working on uh, what's what and did my wiring and everything. So he had backups for backups for backups. So, like, if this fails, try this. If that one fails, you got one more backup. Oh geez, so, that's nice to have somebody like that in your, you know, in your pocket, pretty much. Yeah, you know? Oh yeah, he's uh, he's helped probably by on every one of them. He's derbied a couple times. He said he likes it, but he he likes just helping. Yeah, so that's nice. He uh, maybe that was my uh, missing puzzle piece for last year. He was there, kind of going over my cars. All I had to do was drive. Well, you know, whenever you got a good crew, you got a good crew, and that it really does make a world of a difference. Oh yeah, my kids, uh, they're pretty good crew members too. So oh yeah. They seem like they're, yeah, especially uh, your, your oh, I guess he's not your youngest now, but your middle child. Yeah. But he seems like he's all about it. Oh, he is. He's, uh, he wants to be in the car while I'm out there derby. I'm like, no, <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, at least until you're 10. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I Like, Capital City Carnage is going on this weekend. It's a big derby in Topeka, Kansas, and they got, like, youth class. Yeah. So, uh, I'm as soon as he can reach the pedals and hold the steering wheel and see, he's probably going to be out there. Do they have, like, an age restriction on that? Um, I'm not for sure on, like, the youth. I think it's maybe, like, seven or eight. So. Yeah. Huh. I don't – I'm going to have to edit this real fast, but I'm going to put that dog outside or upstairs or something because I'm not going to have – it'll pick it up and you'll just hear him whining. So I'm going to put him upstairs real fast. Copy that. So uh, I guess where'd we leave off talking about Joe, right? Uh, or derbying with the kids. Yeah, yeah, derbying with the kids with the youth. Yeah. 
So I don't know, man. I, do you think that they can get like you ever heard of that CTE or whatever like boxers and fighters get where it, like messes with their brain? Yeah, we call that punch drunk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So do you think that could happen like as an early age? Like you know, like the kids do like pop Warner football and things like that. You think Derby would have the same head trauma that you could get from doing some kind of contact sport? I mean, yeah, I think you could. I mean, I I broke I had a I broke my helmet in a car. Really? Yeah. From getting hit? Oh yeah. Good night. Yeah, I bounced my head off the roof and everything and broke it. So Do you have like a halo on like in your cage or whatever? Yeah, I do now. Yeah, I do now. <laughs> Last couple of years I ran with a halo. Uh before that, no. Um I did just a door bar one year and that car kind of just folded like a piece of paper. It was, it was bad. You definitely want to have a cage, full four-point cage, halo. I mean, metal is so pricey right now. Oh, yeah. And just trying to get a car. So it's nothing to have $700, $800 wrapped up just in a little derby car. Jeez. I mean, there's people out there got twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 that's running this weekend on their derby cars. What? Yeah, oh, yeah. Just so they could wreck it and throw it away later? Oh, yeah. That's insane, dude. What was what's the point of the bar that people like do like it comes out and it'll like go over the top and like go back down like around their cage. So we call that that's a halo. And that actually is. Yep. Okay. So if you ever get rolled, that helps not your roof not get crushed on you. See, I was thinking like a modified like a dirt, you know, like a racing car how it's actually inside the chassis. Yeah. And it's just, you know, like built little thing like that. So that's what I thought maybe your halo would be. Yep, or whatever. It, it's just a single bar. All it is is that way your roof's not crushing on your head. Right. Because there is a lot of derbies uh, that get flipped over. So there was a new promoter that's been taking over Bethany, and he's keeping the track dry. So it's, so you get a little more speed. Oh, yeah. Um, what do you think about that? What's your opinion? Um, I like it. Yeah. So, like, the fair, it's a smaller track, and there's a lot of cars. kind of mm-hmm. sucks. You can't really get speed, but... Out there at the drag strip, uh, it's a big track, less cars, dry track. Oh, yeah. You get your uh, wide open space, and you can pick your shots and really hit. Right. Do you think that makes this just be – does it make it the sport more entertaining to watch, or do you think it makes it more of a challenge anyway? Or, like, what do you think the benefit of them doing that is, other um, than speed, obviously? So, yeah, it definitely makes it – puts on a better show. Mm. So um, a lot of promoters will do just, like, a stock compact where you can't really do much because the crowd wants to see cars bend. Well, that's, yeah, they do like, <laughs> I mean, I I like hearing like a good contact and you're like, ooh, damn. So you can get these pro modifieds, like I said, at $30,000 into a car. You go full track someone, the cars don't move. Oh, like, yeah. It, so it takes like 30 hits at high speeds every time before it starts budging. So if you did that once on just a stock compact, that car be folded. Oh, that's a good point. So... With the the big block guy or not the big block, but like the full frame guys or whatever, can you do any kind of engine performance stuff, or does everything have to be ran in a stock engine class? Um, it just depends what you know. There's like pro modifieds and the, and then there's uh, 80s and newer. So it depends what class you're in, and each uh, promotion has their own rules. Mm-hmm. So you might run in Bethany, or you go to Kearney, or anywhere up in Iowa. It's all different rules. Oh, okay. So, huh? Yeah, I didn't know if it was like dirt rack or dirt track where they have like IMCA or whatever, you know, like some kind of like organization that ran it to where you can run multiple tracks under the same regulations. No, usually, uh, I mean, there's some promoters that they'll do like some in Iowa and some here mm-hmm. that puts on, but a lot of it's uh, just different. Like fairs, they'll usually have their own like promotion. Yeah. But uh, last year or last two years they did a point series in bethany okay and uh i always thought that was cool but it's hard to get people i mean you build three cars a year you're you're pretty tired <laughs> well that and that's a lot of money it, it is a lot of money i derby three times last year uh the year before i did five times Jeez. and yeah i didn't have no money i all went <laughs> i went to kansas iowa yeah i remember yeah you're traveling quite a bit yep and i uh, i kind of put the brakes on that yeah so. yeah it just makes yeah there you go so like uh, how much money do you win if like you get first place um it just depends what class you're in so like bethany i won 700 dollars both times and then like that was the mid-size so stock compacts actually less and then full size i think it's like a thousand bucks to win no joke yeah it doesn't matter on how many people are in there in the pot or anything like no that? no it's a set price 
Well, that ain't a bad deal then. No, you know? and then like Mad Dog is for the hardest hit. Yeah, which you've got that a couple times. Yeah, but I got that. So, and what do you get? Do you is that another you know high price? Uh, just depends. So uh, a lot of shows, especially a lot of people. A lot of people actually put money for the Mad Dog, just like because they want to see hard hitting. Uh, there's a thing called sandbaggers, and those are the people that just kind of drive around, and don't hit, and just mm-hmm. try to win. But uh, then you get your crazy reckless ass out there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm there to put on a show. I, right. It usually takes me oh, a few minutes. Like I don't go too crazy off the get go. I'm trying to stay calm, but I get rocked a few times. Then it's it's game on. Yeah, just enough to get you fired up, right? Oh yeah. Uh, last year I put a guy on a wall, and he was pretty mad about that. He actually took a stock compact car and ran in the midsize that's already ran. So the car was like pretty much dead. Yeah. But he ran in the midsize just to come after me. And I didn't even see him coming and he got a good shot on me, but it actually came down to me and him in the last two and I ended up taking the win. Jeez, that's funny. Uh, so what was the point of him doing that then? If he's gonna put that compact in your know, midsize or whatever. Just so he could come after me. Like he just didn't care. He just wanted to like have vengeance thing yeah, after he, you. He was pretty mad that I put him on the wall. So Whenever you put them in the wall, does that mean like they're done? They're disqualified? I mean, if they're stuck on the wall, they're there. Oh, okay. I didn't know if they might have like fork them off or like give them the chance to try to get out of there. Some promotions will, but some, no, yeah. it just depends where you're in. Where we were in Bethany last year. Now, if you're on the wall, you're done. Yeah. Jeez. So you definitely want to stay away from the walls. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. That seems like a, might be a challenge if you do get hung up for sure. I've seen guys like they just get pinned up in the corner and then it's like, oh, come on. And then like, you know, everyone's just kind of like smacking in there and stuff. It's like, what, what are you trying to cook them out or something yeah. like that? Um, Derbying's a big thing. Like you got to watch it because you go to a show and there might be three or four buddies mm-hmm. and they're just going to gang up on you. Oh my gosh. So it, it's pretty hard to do anything when you got like four cars coming after you. Well, yeah. Then what do you do then whenever it's like, you and your four buddies at the end of the, you know, it's like, do you yeah. guys start going after each other? Because, you know, or do you have a, like, pre-planned, like, hey, man, I need, I really need the money. You think you could help me out here? Well, there's uh, actually a lot of people just put, uh, so if there's, like, three people, and you come down to the three, they just put it all together and split it three ways. Oh, like, you guys will just, like. So first, second, third money, and, like, you just put it all together, and you just split it three ways if it's you and your three buddies. But Oh, really? So a lot of shows, uh they see that happening like they'll tell you to hit your buddy right yeah uh, so yeah i always see them out there and they're like doing this little number you know throwing their hands together yeah there's no team driving oh okay so but even though it happens it happens yeah i've done it oh yeah (laughs) well yeah it was like your brother-in-law did it with you or whatever yeah so that's funny i don't know man i would i think i'd be so fucking like wound tight like if i was to think about just like oh that, that's that's the fun part of it. I mean, I guess, but geez, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a pansy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to at least do it once. I, I definitely, if I could ride in it, I would definitely do it. But I don't think they have like ride along versions, do they? No, they used to. And then they, then they went down to just a full size. And a lot of shows is nothing now just because of uh, insurance. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So actually up there at Topeka right now, they actually got a thing going. It's called team driving. One will actually do the steering, and one has, like, the shifting and the gas pedals. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. So I'd definitely be interested in something like that. I like to go back and watch. A couple of years ago, we went up there and watched, or down there and watched. Yeah. And uh, it was a great time. I bet. So. There a lot of people, like, go out for that one, being a, I don't know if that's a bigger event than around here. Oh, yeah, Topeka. So uh, I applied for it a couple of years ago, and it sold out in 10 seconds. You have to apply to get you, in there? You have to apply, and it sells out in 10 seconds. What? How do you... Uh, it's just like the, the luck of the draw, if you can, like, hold up and get a spot? Yeah, you got to type really fast and hit send. <laughs> I'd say so. <laughs> you have to have that stuff, like, copy and paste it ready to yeah, go. Yeah, and so I had my mom help me, and we were... Jeez. It, it was done in 10 seconds. Like, yeah, that's why I didn't get it. Yeah, well, I mean, whatever. I guess it's money saved on your end. But yeah. it'd be nice to go, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, national TV. So. Oh, yeah? yeah? Oh, yeah. Dang, dude. That's crazy. It's uh, Topeka, or Topeka, uh, Capital City Carnage and Blizzard Bash are the two largest derbies in the world. Hmm. And that's right there in Topeka, Kansas. And you've done it once, haven't you? Or no, I just went. I, I applied for it. Oh, okay. 
I, yeah, I, for some reason, I thought you went out to Kansas one time. I did. You? I did when I derbied five times. It was actually uh, Nationals. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I didn't do too hot. <laughs> womp womp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, I was probably like the third or four, fourth person out. Yeah. yeah. I had uh, some car issues. Yeah. Uh, I had some stuff down my fuel tank, and it got in my fuel filter. Oh, no. No yeah. fuel, no fire. <laughs> yeah, no bueno. Yeah. So, Jeez. I was a setting duck. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not nice. Well, um, we're kind of coming up. So these are only about an hour long. So we got about 42 minutes right now. So I don't know if you wanted to kind of talk about that encounter thing that you went to, if you want to kind of just touch base with that a little bit. And, you know, I'll kind of, I don't know, I'll kind of cut you off eventually, I guess, at 58 minutes or something. Then we'll kind of wrap it up after that. But you want to talk about encounter? Yeah. So uh, my dad, my mom and dad bought uh, me and my wife uh, tickets to the men and women's encounter. Uh, would you explain what encounter is? So it's a Christian group deal. So like the men's encounter, there was a thousand and uh, probably like eleven hundred people. Oh, wow. men that went down, and it's a big Christian event. So it's uh, what's I'm trying to think of the best way to ex- explain this. It's a easy easy way to get closer to God. There's uh no cell phone service hardly. Yeah. So you don't have your phone distractions. I mean, it's a lot easier when you got a thousand men to be worshiping God than trying to do it out there in this world. Is it so? It was like a giant revival almost yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So then they had fourteen sessions, and, and then they had like worship at each one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got rebaptized when I was there. Yeah. So there you go. And so is it like um, like a weekend event? Is that what it is? Yeah. It's a it's a forty eight hour. So it's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. And then uh, it's down in the Ozarks. Okay, yeah. It was something like that down in southern Missouri, but that's pretty cool, man. So what was some of the more inspirational things that you picked up from it? Oh, uh, I guess one of my biggest things is uh, being there for my wife and my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, kind of like we talked about the Derby and stuff. My kids follow my actions and stuff, so I was uh, drinking about every night. So uh, I quit drinking. That's good, man. So uh, trying to be there for my kids and be better. Uh, my wife, she got baptized, rebaptized when she went down. And uh, our relationship has been way better since. That's what I was about to ask you if you've, you know, if it translated and like you guys are still like doing good now that you came back from it and everything. Yes, or? yes. Uh, we could actually talk to each other without fighting. What was some of the things that would have, I mean, if we don't have to get too personal or whatever, but. Like, what are the some of the things that would automatically make you guys fight versus being able to have just a conversation? Um, I guess a lot of it with me is my pride. Yeah? I don't want to be wrong. Well, I mean, that's understandable. A lot of people don't. So, uh, and then I just, if it didn't go my way, I was, I was just kind of mad. So, mm-hmm. And I learned a patience, especially with my kids. Patience, patience is a virtue, man. It's, that's something that I don't even have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Instead of, like, stressing about money and everything, we just put it in God's hands, really. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I got a lot of hobbies. <laughs> I spend a lot of money. Yeah. And so uh, we'd always kind of fight about money and this and that. So uh, now we just kind of put it in God's hands, and he's been uh, doing amazing for us. That's good. So uh, we go to Post. There's a Post in uh, Trenton on okay. Tuesday nights. Is that a church? or? Yep. Okay. And... Uh, there's post in uh Canesville on Monday nights and they start at six twenty. Mm. Um it's pretty much just like it's a post encounter. Okay. So, so a lot of people that went to post, you don't have to go to post or the encounter just to go to post. Right. But uh you break up into like men and women's mm-hmm. groups, so it's a lot e- I don't know, it's a lot easier to talk about things when you're in a group of men. Well, that's what they say, you know, like sometimes you can't vent everything to, you know, your wife or significant other, like, cause they already got enough things on their plate too. Sometimes you just need to vent it with guys or like, you know, be around good people, good men that can be like, Hey buddy, like they can call you out on your shit before like you go up to your wife and have, you know, bring up these issues that are only going to cause more issues. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, and she, she's, uh, she's changed a lot since she came back and now we just kind of, if something's happening, we just kind of sit down and talk and. My mom uh, was able to watch the kids, and uh, and Doc's shaking the whole bar. I was like, "What is going on?" I'm sorry, buddy. 
Uh, my mom was able to watch. My mom and dad was able to watch the kids. Me and my wife actually got to go out by ourselves, first time in a long time, and yeah. was able to talk and went and watched a movie and kind of had a date night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's cool. That's good. I bought her a gun. Yeah. <laughs> How romantic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what was you saying? Like, hopefully she doesn't shoot you with it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, oh, I bought my gun. Her old few years back she was just like holding it flinging it around i was like oh here that's how i go out my <laughs> wife shoots me yeah i was so. spending on her finger like a freaking yo-yo or something yeah, yeah. oh it's kind of scary you know this day and age you kind of want to have a gun with you i mean dude you yeah. never know what's gonna happen that is it's sad ain't it yeah it is and it's uh like i'm going out work so mm-hmm. at least i know she's protected right so do you feel like whenever you went to encounter it opened your eyes to more like how the the society is as a whole like the maybe not the i guess we are kind of a sinful culture like everything is pretty it's pretty tainted if you don't you know think about it like in a bad way but has has that made you feel i guess what i'm trying to get at is what's your opinion now that you've went to this that do you feel more enlightened in any way or anything oh yeah and uh i'm pretty bad about judging i guess sometimes mm-hmm. and then i'm like man stop and think i was like before the encounter, I was just that person, you know. I'd be cussing all the time, drinking, just doing whatever. I mean, yeah. I'd go to church, but that's just for the check off the boxes. Like, hey, I'm at <laughs> yeah, church. You I know? did my good deed. Right. Yeah. But now it's uh, it's so much more. Uh, me and my wife, we actually read the Bible at night together. Yeah. And then uh, my mom and dad got us these daily uh, journal deals. Like, it has verse and everything. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we sit down and read that and try to read it to our kids. and just, yeah. Uh, my te- or my kid's teacher actually told us that my daughter is actually just singing Jesus Loves Me uh, during school, and, like, all the whole kids just started joining. Oh, really? So, Aw, that's cute, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, when you're six, or, yeah, six years old and you start singing Jesus Loves Me during school, yeah. and the whole class just starts singing it. That's the power of Jesus, baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, no matter where you're at, he'll be there. Yeah. So, so have you had, I know you said uh, you try to, like, well, you lay down, you know, drinking and stuff. Like, you put that up there at the foot of the cross, right? Yeah. Is that one of the things, like, they actually have? Yeah, like we, a, yeah we actually nailed it, like, our stuff to the cross. And uh, the biggest thing I think helped me, too, is when my sister passed, uh, I didn't know how to deal with it, mm-hmm. so I didn't deal with it. Well, yeah, <laughs> so uh, I got a six-year-old daughter, and I mean, and she wants to ask questions and stuff. I I kind of turned that into anger because yeah. I was angry about the situation, and I just didn't deal with it. So I was able to nail that up to the cross, and uh, now I could kind of be able to sit down with my kids to kind of talk about it a little bit instead of just getting mad and yeah. blowing up on everyone. Like my wife, she she's the one that needs to talk about things. Mm-hmm. Me, I just bury it deeper, <laughs> turn it into anger. I think a lot of men do that. Yeah, yeah. So I I learned that it, it's okay to you know be able to cry and you know get stuff out because if not, you're just gonna bottle it up and it's only gonna blow up into something worse. But yeah, that stuff will eat at you every freaking time. And yeah, that that and that was me and that was my problem. And it was I'm just glad I was able to leave it all at the cross, nailed to the cross, and you know. It's, it's not that big a deal anymore, and one of these mm-hmm. days we'll all be there to see her anyways, so. Yeah. Do you feel that you have um, any temptation anymore, like, now that, you know, I it's, a, it's for me, I've been drinking since I've been 15, you know, you said you've been chewing, what, since you're 13? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, for me, giving up alcohol is kind of, it's, I'm not, I don't have an issue with it, like, okay, to some people maybe, but, you know, I have a okay relationship with it, if you will. Sometimes, yeah, yeah I might take it a little far, but being able to, I guess give it like the longest time I went without it was like a month. Do you feel that you now that you put it out there, like it's out of sight, out of mind, or do you get temptations or do you just feel like this is something that you've totally been able to like to let go? Um, when I first got back, it was a little, a little rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did mess up once. I did have one beer during the Super Bowl. I don't, is that considered messed up? If like, you know, cause everything is like, as long as you're not like a glutton and like going overboard and like being a drunk and stuff like that, that's not really going any thing bad is it yeah no I, I don't know i just i'm ready just to let it all go i mean because yeah. i don't know me i'll i'll have one but one turns into two or turn two turns into three and <laughs> yeah so, next so i know forth. there's a 12 pack gone and uh yeah so i usually i mean i'm just staying away from it i mean yeah uh now it's actually really not that hard to i, I can be around beer or anything i just i don't, right. I don't yeah. really need to drink it i just i'm fine without it and Oh, my buddy, that's what, Joe, that's one of our things. We always drank together, play guitar, you know, and, mm-hmm. and now it's like we both could just hang out, play guitar, cook food. We don't have to drink. It's 
Did Joe go too? No, he hasn't. But I've been trying to get him to go, and uh, I think he's going to actually go this year. So Yeah, that's good, bud. And uh, Yeah, I, I encourage everyone to at least go to once. If you don't believe in God, that's perfect. You should go. <laughs> if you do believe in God, that's perfect. You should go. Yeah, So that's good. Um, Did you see a lot of like men like, when you're there, just kind of, you know, their whole lives change? Or, like, your dad's been, what, how many times now? Uh, that was the tw- second time when we oh, went. Oh, okay. He made it sound like he goes, like, anytime it pops up, he's like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's going to go back, too. I'm going to go this year, too. I'm going to go back because uh, I really enjoyed it. But yeah. uh, I guess God was kind of working with me from the moment I got there. I was talking crap about this guy I used to fight uh, and the whole way down there. And then I got there, and there he was. No joke. <laughs> there, yeah, he was standing right there. Dude, so, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's like, I was like, well, here he is. I mean, did you fight him again? No, I did not. I would have uh, like socked him right in the mouth. I, I wanted to, but uh, <laughs> you know, it was crazy. You know, Saturday, the next day, I actually told him, you know, like, hey, you know, I forgive you all the stuff. And I was like, that passes the past. And and he's like, uh, he's like, well, I appreciate that. Well, then Sunday, he came up to me. He said, you know what? I put all that away. He said, you know, past is the past. And I've seen him a few times after that, and we could actually talk to each other, not without using our fists. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing why things happen. I don't know. I kind of like when you use your fist. I, I, I do too. <laughs> it was fun I, to watch your fight. It, it was fun to watch my. I still watch my own fights. Like, yeah. Everyone's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, I want to fight so bad." <laughs> Living the glory yeah. days, man. That's, that's awesome. a, a few times. I, I went to like one or two fights after I quit fighting, but yeah. That turned out bad. So, oh no! Why did you like get the bug again or something? Oh yeah, I just I try to fight anyone and everyone that was. <laughs> is that in the audience? Well, I waited till I like yeah, I was heading out. But yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's funny. I, I missed it. Uh, I love it, and that's good. But no, I've been changing my life around, and uh, everything's been going way better. And that's good, man. Well, buddy, we're coming up on uh, our time here, but. Uh, I don't know. You want to shoot out your social media, or do you? I don't. You don't have to. It's something like I give the opportunity to. to. Ah, I've been kind of getting off of social media a little bit. That's good. So spending yeah. more time with the wife and kids. That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it a million times you coming out here after a long day. Oh yeah, and thanks for having me. Uh, I enjoyed this, so. dude. I'd have you back again in a heartbeat. You're fun to talk to, so <laughs> it's a good time, man. Thank you. Yeah, we'll have to do this again. Not a problem, buddy. All right. Well, everyone, that was a. Uh, I guess the cross the bar with Mr. Trevor. And uh, if you want, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at across.the.bar and uh, check out all of our local, uh, I guess, podcast episodes and everything else. So that was that. So thank you again, buddy. Yep. Have a good one. You too.